this is Jody with Faith Today, and I have the pleasure of having in the studio my wonderful new friend here, <laughs> and this is Jane Goldie Wynn. She's an author, speaker, and uh, just a, a wonderful human being, and it's a pleasure to have her on. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for having me, Jody. Okay, and I see here you already have your oh, book yes, ready to, yes. to show it off. Yes. It's uh, Rainbow in the Night. A journey of redemption. Yeah. So we probably should talk a little bit about that. How did you like get into it? Okay. Well, this is a kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Okay. Um, I just knew a long time ago that I had a story. Many people told me you need to write a book, but you know, when you write a book, it, it's a process, not an event. And when I started writing it in the 1990s, um, I got so far, and then I just got stuck. And I felt like the Lord said, just put it aside for a while. You have more work to do in your life. And I'm mm. like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but actually, it ended up being a good thing because I did have more work to do in my life. And it seemed that I was allowing my past to drag me down. And particularly, a lot of things that happened in my childhood were holding me back. And I just knew from the Lord that, that I really had to be set free from that. Oh, mm -hmm. And I don't want to tell too much about it because it is in the book. It is in the but book, right. let me just say that after that experience happened and I was free, you know, John eight thirty six, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I just, I knew that it was time. And so you so, had a revelation. Yes, yes. At that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. that was, he really, and he intervened. Yes. And you had to go through what you had to go through. Yes. And that's why you had to come back to the book. Exactly. So you had more clarity. Yes. That's wonderful And, and the main story. focus and the main yeah. part of the book is to bring encouragement and hope to people who are suffering. And maybe to people who are stuck still in their past. And the, the, the goal is just to say to them, you know, we really can move past our painful past. It's like we have an arm, but we're not the arm. So mm -hmm. it's a part of our history, but it doesn't have to define who we are. Exactly. So I think that's, you know, really And everybody, everybody really has some sort of yes. a story and, and something that they need to get through and work through. And, yes. and they find God at their own time. Yes. You know, yes. sometimes... You're, you come out ready, and other times it comes out later in life. Exactly. You know, exactly. so, yep. all right, that's so great. You know, we need more people like you. Oh, <laughs> my new best friend. I here. know, I know. But you're, you're, you're also your speaker. Mm -hmm. And do you travel? What do you do when Well, you with speak? COVID, I haven't been able to. The book came out in December of 2019. And we had like a little launch party, but then shortly after that came COVID. Okay. So during COVID, I just decided, well, what I think I'm going to do is just start doing YouTubes. So I started doing YouTube videos about the book and, and just what the process was like and, you know, some of the things I learned along the way because I knew I really couldn't speak. And there were a couple of, you know, radio opportunities and, you know, that came along that we could do remotely, but I couldn't really go out into the public. Right. But I have a heart, you know, to be able to share my message. So I know it's all about his timing, and and he's the one who opens the doors, and then he, I'll he just does. walk through them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, very true. Yeah. And so now you're very, very much into pro life. Yes. And I yes. kind of want to talk a little bit about that as well. Okay. Share with us about that. 
Well, um, it, as, actually, it is a part of my story. Um, I was a hippie. Yes, I was. And I, I lived to tell about it. <laughs> no, that's good. And I, was, I did everything <laughs> they talked about, you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll. Unfortunately, I'm not happy about that. But during that time frame... Um, You're forgiven. In, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I am forgiven. And in 1970, I found myself in an unplanned pregnancy. And it was before Roe versus Wade was legal in the country, though it was legal in California. And um, my father was very high profile, and I was kind of afraid of him. I, I'm much afraid of him, <laughs> and I really didn't want him to know about the pregnancy, so I felt that my only choice at that point in time was to have an abortion. So I made my way out to California, and unfortunately I waited a little long into the second trimester, so I actually had to go into delivery, which was pretty rough. Um, and then after that time, I didn't realize we call it now post-abortion stress, and it's similar oh. to post-abortion syndrome, but mm. with the added symptom of guilt. And after the abortion, I went through this period where I started having flashbacks and nightmares, and I got depressed, and I had to drop out of college because it was interfering so much with my daily life. Wow. And so it took me a lot of years to, to work it through, and then, Did you do it all by yourself? No, actually, it, it was a process again. Yes. I sort of put it down under because there was a certain amount of denial because denial is a basic psychological defense which helps us to keep things at bay when we're not until we're really so ready, you're ready to, to deal cope with them. And yes, face it head on. So it had that place, and then when I started working um, in a pregnancy center in 1997 in um, Pennsylvania in Bryn Mawr. I was hired as the client services director, and in order to start seeing clients, the director said, have you ever had an abortion? And I said, mm -hmm. yes. She said, well, then you're going to have to go through the post-abortion healing support group. And I'm like, but it was like 27 years ago. She said, it doesn't matter. You'd be surprised, the pain. probably. Yes, yes. You pushed it down pushed and suppressed it. Down. it. Yep. So when I went through the Bible study and I came to the point in the Bible study where I had to face the fact that I chose to end the life of my baby, mm. it was devastating. I mean, I was on the floor for probably mm. an hour and a half sobbing, like as though it had happened yesterday. So all the denial wore off <clears throat> and I had to just really make peace with it at that moment. And, and I did, and wow. tell, tell more about it in the book. Yeah. But I think what ended up happening out of that was just a great burden to help people who've had abortions to heal. Because, you know, our society, though abortion is legal, people don't tout tales about their abortion. They don't say, oh, I had the best abortion. I'm feeling great. You know, they just don't do that. It's still rather underground. So I just really felt this passion to help these women, you know, heal themselves. And most of the people that have gone through the Bible studies are facilitators of abortion recovery. Mm -hmm. So I did that for many years. And even when we moved to South Florida in 2011, I started working at First Care Women's Clinic. And there I was also involved with abortion recovery until um, actually about the time that this book came out in December of 2020, when um, I just felt the Lord was leading me more back into the counseling room to work with the clients on the other side of the issue to help them make a decision about their pregnancy in hopes that they would choose life. Right. Because I can use my own abortion story and I can talk about the trauma. And it's like I, I think of a young lady I was just speaking to recently, and I said, you know, if you move to a different city and you don't like the city, you can always move back. But once you make an abortion mm -hmm. decision, it is a final decision, and there's no turning back. And you have to be able to live with that for the rest of your life. Do you think you can do that? Yeah. And she just took a step back, and she said, 
no, I don't think I can. So you just never know. And so I'm very grateful that the Lord has used my own post-abortion story to help other women heal. Yeah, so, so they have some sort of foresight. And yes. Some sort, and mm -hmm. you can just really, because you've kind of been on both ends. So yes. when you're helping them, they're really helping you. You're probably yes. always consistently hearing new stories yep. and new things and different perspectives. That's still heal you. Yes, that's exactly you true. Know? Very insightful, Jody. Yeah. Is, every time a client chooses life, we have a little jar and we get to put blue marbles in it every time a client chooses life. Yeah. And every time that happens, I feel more healing from like my own abortion. Lifted, yep. lifted, yep. lifted. Exactly. You've done good. And yep. it's a, such a trade-off. It's such, so great. Oh, it's I mean, such a blessing. You know, it is a blessing and you're doing wonderful things. Oh, thank this you, whole pro-life, I mean, you know, okay, I'm not going to get emotional. Okay, <laughs> I know it so, is an emotional issue. So, so you, so you, so you still do that part time, and mm -hmm. and 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 you talk a lot about it in the book. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what can people reach out to you if they want to? Like now absolutely, still? yes, absolutely, yeah. and we can connect them to one of our clinics if somebody's hurting. We also have we work very closely um, with a dear friend of ours who has a post-abortion ministry, and so um, though we're not doing that end of it anymore, mm -hmm. she is. Is, and we oh, can good. refer people to her and she has a, a beautiful ministry a weekly phone call and and um, online Bible studies and she's just amazing so it's like we're able to just help each other I'm so glad you're telling yes. people that yes. I didn't know yeah I didn't know yeah and many people don't because again abortion just isn't talked about it's like a taboo issue it is. Yeah. you know it and is. so it's something we have to bring to the light and we have to let people know that you know the Lord does heal us you know completely and there's no shame and I think that's the hardest thing that women have to cope with after an abortion when they come to terms with it is they blame themselves and that is the hardest part of forgiveness for them is not receiving the forgiveness from the Lord they can receive that mm -hmm. but forgiving themselves and letting themselves off the hook that's yeah, women the are very hard on themselves yes. Because we're born to nurture life, That's Jody. True. And when we end life, you know, it's it's there's no way we can deal with that. It's mm -hmm. just not part of our innate nature. So that's what makes it hard for women. And men too, by the way. Many men have come forward asking for healing because the law doesn't give them any right to be able to stop an abortion, though they're half of the baby, right? That's so, true. So they don't have any recourse. Right. So um, a lot yeah, of men... Yeah, they probably need therapy too. Yes, a I, lot you know, of men need help. I didn't even give a thought. Yeah, yeah. So they we want to make sure that they don't get lost in the equation either. So right. mm -hmm. that's fair. Yeah, Aww. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is precious. It's a precious ministry. Oh, I now you you were recently on a, a, another show. Um, yes, Truths That Transform with the D. James Kennedy Ministry, and um, they did a mini documentary called uh, An Unlikely Convert. Oh, so because, a documentary. Uh -huh, okay. A mini documentary. Okay. And because I'm a Jewish person that believes in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Thanks too. And Jody is too. Yeah. So we learned that about each other today. I know. That was so cool. So, you know, that's an unusual thing because, um, you know, growing up Jewish, we're always taught that you can't believe in Jesus. He's mm -hmm. the enemy God. That's so true. But in my heart, I was never comfortable with Judaism the way that it was. I just always felt like there was something more. Me too. Yeah. And when Me I had too. the opportunity to read Isaiah 53 and I realized, wow, that's speaking about the Messiah. Hello. Right. And some, you know, people shared with me about him, and I just thought, I have nothing to lose but everything to gain. 
And so on August 4th, 1974, my then boyfriend, now husband of 46 years, both he was brought up Catholic, I was brought up Jewish, together we got on our knees in a Catholic charismatic prayer meeting <laughs> and we invited the Lord into our lives and um, we never turned back and he's just been the center of our marriage, center of our relationship, he's just given us so much joy and it's just beyond, beyond and, I, and you know uh, when I first came to know the Lord I had a prophecy and the prophecy was Goldie, your gift is the gift of joy which is totally a miracle because my mother always used to say, you're gonna carry around a pocket full of tears wherever you go. Because really? I, I was depressed as a child, yes. Okay. So it oh. was a total, like Second Corinthians 5.17, yeah. therefore if anyone be in Messiah, he is a new creation, old things have passed away and all things have become new. And that's exactly what happened Amen. for me. A totally new creation. So it's, it's amazing, amazing miracle. If you could share one last thought with everybody out in the audience, yeah, what would you say to them? That's a great, great, you know, just yes. share one good juicy thought, thought, <laughs> yes. bullet point, whatever you want to okay. call it, whatever comes to mind. Okay. Well, I think more than anything that hope is always available to you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what dreams you may have lost, no matter if you've lost a relationship or you've lost a loved one or you know, you're suffering from some illness or whatever it might be, you just need to know that the Lord loves you and that he has a plan for your life and he desires to set you free and to give you peace even in the midst of your circumstances. And if I can move through my painful past to the other side and experience this kind of freedom, I know you can too. And I think it's just a willingness to let the Lord work in your heart and work in your life and trust him in the process. So that's really the whole reason for writing the book, you know, is just to bring hope and encouragement so that people could know that we serve a redemptive God and nothing ever goes to waste. So I just hope and pray that um, people will reach out to him. If someone doesn't know him, it's very easy to just receive the Lord and invite him into your life and he will forgive I your sins that. and you'll have eternal life. And it just doesn't get any better than that this side of heaven. It doesn't. And so. when you really open up your mind, everywhere you look, you'll start and notice. And yes. Things that he's bringing to your attention for purpose. Yes. And um, and that you just need to be more aware of it. And exactly. you'll have a much more fulfilling life. Yes. And I'm so happy that you guys joined us today. And she was my very first guest. <laughs> and I'm and so happy. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.